Hey everyone, welcome to episode 21 of Layout. Uh, this week we are talking about Google I.O., all of their new announcements and new things, new shiny things. So uh, yeah, let's get to the show. This follow-up. Instagram's new logo. What do you think? Yeah, we have to talk about this, right? Yeah. Because we, last episode, we talked about uh, Instagram's new, like, UI redesign. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were based on some leaks that happened. So when we recorded that, the new redesign alongside with the new logo, I mean, the new icon, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't live yet. So... We do have new information. <laughs> and uh, the internet went crazies, right? As you would expect. The good old design drama. But I mean, it's a big change in people's lives, you know? <laughs> what's the what's the stat? Like people unlock their phones like 30 times a day or something like that? If you that have... sounds low. Okay, maybe it's more than that. But... <laughs> If all of a sudden your home screen changes, then yeah, I understand that it impacts people's lives. Um, In a very minor way. But yeah, I mean, people put a lot of themselves into phones, I guess. Yeah. And I'm, we're not talking about designers and developers right now. There's like every, like, especially Instagram. Honestly, me personally, I love that people care that much. It, just, it shows passion. <laughs> and it was a bold move. Like, we saw it coming. Um, in fact, like it took them so long for this, and I'm not talking about UI, just like the icon. It took them so long to change it that um, some people were just considering, myself included, considering that maybe they will never change mm -hmm. in an an icon that was like very old in its style. Maybe it was becoming like kind of retro. So, but yeah, they, they did change it. <laughs> they didn't follow that route. And, and it's funny because their um, introduction blog post was kind of along these lines. It was like, so, hey, we have a new logo. Finally, right? <laughs> that was their <laughs> rationale. I didn't read the, the, the Medium post. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much to it. It was, okay, <laughs> really okay. was like, yeah, we finally redesigned a logo. Was about but yeah, time. it was a big deal. I mean, they even made a video introducing the new logo. That video was awesome, by the way. It was, but it was very cliche, in my opinion. But it was cool. I like that that's part of the package. I just now. love like, the production values. The way they, they did everything was really mm -hmm. nice. Okay, so we should say what we think, right? Just because. Okay. I, I, I really don't want to, but I understand it. <laughs> I should, maybe. People want it. I don't know. Um, I don't use Instagram that much, so I'm not like I wasn't super attached to the old one. I mean, it was just like nostalgia. Yeah, was, I used it when Instagram came out, and like it's been around for years now. Mm -hmm. One of the oldest apps that I have that like I still use. Um, but still, I was not like a super user. Right. I I liked it. I like it. But I understand all the backlash. Mm. It's not. I think it lost some of its uniqueness. 
in a way. Um, yeah, I, like it's, I think it's the more best of the description same. was from um, uh, the guy who makes Under Consideration, uh, who said that like there is there's a bunch of people who are making like uh, cakes out of the Instagram icon that are like using that to like appropriate themselves the the Instagram brand but no one's going to make a cake out of this new logo right <laughs> like it's, it's hard to bake gradients yes <laughs> so not bakeable <laughs> should add <laughs> that's actually Showtime. really cool <laughs> we we should add that to like the list of things that make a great logo <laughs> if it's bakeable then it's a good logo show title uh but um yeah i do like it too actually um i think overall it's a it shows a good simplification of the brand and yeah the 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 gradient behind it totally trendy <laughs> like this is yeah. not gonna last but that's fine like, they can change it every season if they want to you know you get a lot uh, of press sorry they, they get a lot of press from this yeah like why not update it every every so often yeah. uh, that'd be totally fine with me yeah so uh, like i guess i just i like the icon like if this was a new app i think a cool icon yeah cool but i don't i don't think it's an improvement over the last one or the old one i do think it fits a lot better in the uh ios 7 style Oh, definitely like it. Yeah, it's it's a flat style, but you know what? Even even with all this said, I I'm happy that they didn't take the obvious route, which was mm -hmm. just to flatten their existing icon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've totally. seen, we have seen over Dribble and everywhere like that approach, flatten the the Instagram icon. So I'm really glad they didn't take that route because that would be so obvious and just like uninspiring yeah, and, and none boring. of them look good to me. Like, yeah, they all look kind yeah. of off. Um, all right. So I'm going to send you uh, a link to an image. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes for the listeners. Mm -hmm. Let me know what you think of this. Um, so I hate to be the guy who points out when there's a new logo <laughs> that comes out like, hey, look at this. Like, this is exactly the same as this other logo that already exists. Um But in that case, um, there used to be this app called Flow for Instagram uh, that was an iPad app uh, to view your Instagram feed. And it's a similar idea. It's like a minimalistic shape on top of a blurred uh, gradient background. Very similar in idea. They look a lot like each other, yeah. But I'm I'm pretty confident that the designers didn't i don't think it's intentional the the same way when we no. talked about uh framer and origami having a similar icon it's like eh, tough luck but yeah it's just funny to see that <laughs> they look awfully similar yeah it's just like that that uh article that was around designer news of like from a very old book of icons and you've seen like icons exactly like airbnbs and yeah i don't remember which others but uber Uh, like that was medium too. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like <laughs> everything is a remix, remix right? <laughs> There you go. Okay. 
So you want to talk about the drama involving this? Sure. Yeah, this. of course. Of course there's drama. If someone <laughs> dates an icon. Uh, so friend of the show, Eli Schiff, uh, <laughs> published his piece uh, on the Instagram logo um, titled Instagram's Abomination. Um, and as you would expect, um, he has a big long piece on why it's terrible and why it's like the end of the world. Um, part one. Part one. It's a half a piece. So uh, he gave all his reasons why I don't like it. Um, and that like for him, it's not a good approach to design. Um, and it's, I mean, it's everything you'd expect, right? <laughs> um, so after uh, seeing this piece by Eli Schiff, um, there's this other designer uh, named uh, Daniel Delany. I guess. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, published another article called The Eli Schiff Problem. Uh, and it's <laughs> kind of a satirical piece um, making fun of Eli Schiff uh, that is like always saying oh this design trend is the end of the world and it's all part of a big like master plan to ruin design and blah 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 um so you should read that it's it's pretty funny um but the the thing i wanted to talk about there is um every time there's a new logo that comes out or a big like design changes and some people say like start criticizing it there's this other group of people that start criticizing everyone that criticizes the logo because they're like oh they they spent months on it like how do you dare say anything bad about this new logo like give it a give it a second give it like a few months before you'll be able to judge it and so there's kind of this other wave uh, that then looks at all these people and they're like, well, <laughs> like, why is everyone complaining about people that are complaining? Like, so I don't know. To me, it's, it's just weird. Like, I think it, it's fine to have like just a healthy dialogue about new stuff that comes out. And if you're not interested in hearing what people have to say, you can always unfollow them. <laughs> like I was, I was talking about the DUI and the logo on Twitter. And to me, it's just interesting. And I think there's a way to talk about it in a smart way that it's not just like a knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, I saw this logo, I don't like it. But like an actual analysis as like you're experiencing the logo. And to me, that's also totally valid. And we'll see how we feel six months down the road um but i also think it's interesting to see like what the first like first perspective on something is this is a hard thing to talk about yeah like you said someone criticizes and someone else criticizes people criticizing Uh, this uh, there's a weird balance that i really don't know where it is but Mm -hmm. on one side like I don't think it's good to criticize like a lot, just like heavily scrutinize everything and kind of bash other people's work. That's not good. On the other side, 
I don't think it's good we don't criticize anything. You know, just like accept everything. It's like that kind of means that we don't care in a way. I feel that. Yeah. Right? So there's like <laughs> there's this middle ground that I really don't know how it looks like. What? what I do know is if you are criticizing anything, like I think you should always like don't you don't you don't have to be a jerk. You shouldn't be a jerk. So I think most of the problem that we are seeing here in all this drama is in the way that we criticize. Yeah, yeah that totally. If we just say like this is this sucks, what a terrible piece of shit, and just like <laughs> that, that's not like <laughs> that's not the right way to go. Even if you feel very strongly about something, still, and like negativity in a way, it's very no, it's very close to just criticizing stuff. Usually comes from a negative point right approach um, it depends though so it depends so most of the time the way i see it there's two kinds of people that are uh critical there's the critical optimistic and <laughs> critical that's more uh pessimistic and more negative um so one example of someone that's highly critical but very uh, optimistic is John Syracuse, mm-hmm. right? Like, he complains about things all the time, but he has this thing that he's still hopeful, and the reason why he criticizes things is because he wants them to be better, and it, the way he criticizes things, it's it's kind of a smart analysis rather than just bashing something and saying, oh, this person is wrong because they they did that uh it's more about trying to surface how he feels about something and for for me i think most of the most of the time he's right um yeah he never says something like this is wrong because it's wrong yeah because i feel like it exactly he always like he he has either he does a lot of research (laughs) beforehand or just like on in his mind, like he has very strong articulated arguments to back his position, his opinion, right? Yeah. And but you know what? He even though he criticizes everything, like hypercritical. Uh, but like I, I I feel that he finds a good balance between criticizing thing and just completely like praising other mm-hmm. things. Like, you know what? It's not always like everything is bad. Yeah. And wrong with him. So that's why I I didn't even thought of John when you were talking about that. Like that you're right, but you know what? It's it's a very healthy balance. So I don't I don't feel that negativity and the no. That's what's, well, what what I'm saying. Like that's the first category yeah. of people. Then there is this right, right, right. whole other category that is like just this negativity of like you're reading this and it's like ah, this feels so heavy. Like, I I just don't feel like Mm -hmm. I want to hang out with this person, you know? Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I think, like, some, maybe some designers in our industry have been um, seeing all these people, like, coming out against people that are just analyzing design and have adopted this uh, way of thinking that is just like, I'm going to be like just really nice to everyone. I'm going to say this is awesome, this is perfect. They probably know what they're doing and just not talk about anything. But to me, 
we're kind of missing out on something if we stop talking about uh, these yeah. design changes. Like to me, that's really interesting to see what different people think about this logo redesign and what it means and what's the rationale behind it. Like that's why I love being part of the design community. So I'm just afraid that if we keep going down the road of um, telling people that try to have some smart conversation about these design changes to stop that will just not have these interesting conversations anymore and that's why like i'm totally okay with eli schiff putting up his piece online like that's his perspective and that's totally fine and i agree like i may not agree with it but i think it it's a good uh, thing to have everyone's opinions out there Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I I disagree with Eli a lot of times, but I also agree with him <laughs> also a lot of times as well. <laughs> I mean, he it really depends the way he takes it, approaches some things. I mean, he he makes some good arguments, even though a lot of times, in, especially in this Instagram post, um, I feel like he's he's writing good arguments, but the arguments are already like very biased. Like, yeah, he he's not coming from a neutral position and then, you know, leaning towards an opinion. I feel that when I read that, he just came out from this opinion, right, and then tries to build the arguments around mm-hmm. it. Just which is a valid thing to do, and and fine. I like his writing, um, and it's cool. And I've seen a lot of people on Design News and all saying. Oh man, who are you to to criticize something? Then, like, if you haven't done an icon in years or something, you're like, if you you never worked at Instagram, so you can't really criticize Instagram. You don't know how it is to work at Facebook or whatever. Uh, that's that's bullcrap. Yeah, like, that's I don't I don't feel the ability that way. to criticize like, something has nothing to do with whether or not you can do the job. Yeah, like you have opinions and you criticize uh, football players. Have you ever played professional football? Like, everyone has opinions about sports. It's like, no, I but say, I can like, see that everyone. this player sucks. Like, you know? Yeah, like, this team sucks. Like, well, you don't know. First, you have to play professional sports, and then you can... Nah, that's... Uh, like, as someone said on Designer News, like, every food critic, like, they're not chefs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not... That doesn't make sense. So yeah, I mean, internet drama, and design I mean, drama. The, uh, I think it's also saying like, oh, you've never made an icon before uh, or whatever <laughs> is the wrong way to see it because it's more about do you use an iPhone every day? Like, do you use Instagram? Have you used it before? Yeah. If yes, you then seen you're an icon? exactly the target audience for this icon, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Internet uh, People, be cool, be polite. <laughs> And we're good. So that's it. Now that we have our our take is officially out there. This is the end of follow up. So what happened at Google I.O.? Uh, some things happened. <laughs> Google I.O., for those who don't know, which, by the way, I found out that um, we do have at least a couple listeners that are not designers nor developers, nor really into the tech field. Wait, what? Yeah, I found out. I, I talked to you about that later. Uh, yeah, so quick explanation of Google I.O. is 
It's an annual um, event conference uh, from Google for developers where they announce and introduce usually the next uh, version of Android and some new products and all, right? Uh, like Apple has WWDC, will, and where they do the same, which will be, uh, what, uh, June 13th, I guess? Uh, it's a Monday. Anyway, the closest Monday to June 13th. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Google I.O. Uh, 2016 was, what, yesterday, right? Yeah. So it was uh, past Wednesday, um, and we are recording this um, May 19th. So they've announced a couple things. So uh, they are releasing a VR headset uh, in a way. Uh, they re are releasing later this year two new standalone apps for Android and iOS. One of them is called Allo. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello, Gavna. Which is a messaging hello app. From and the then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see all the Show memes. That. Uh, and uh, the other app is called Duo, which is kind of like FaceTime, really. And then they introduced a thing called Google Home, uh, which is like a um, Alexa thing, a speaker. And showcased a couple of features for Android N, which is the next major... Do you think that triggered any uh, people's... Um, Alexas? Yeah, I, I was Alexa. trying to find the name. I was just blanking out on... Uh, I was on Echo. Right. Right, the echo. Alexa, yeah. send an email to Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> we lost uh, a couple thousand subscribers. No, probably not. Oh, and Android Wear 2.0. I'm done with the list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you want to go through uh, each one and just kind of like see if we have uh, thoughts or not? Sure. Maybe? Yeah. All right. So VR headset. Have you seen this? I have seen it briefly. Okay. Uh, there's not much to it, really. So VR is a thing now. Uh, and will be. <laughs> we have Oculus. We have the Vive, HTC thing. Um, PS VR is coming later this year, October, I think. Yeah. And uh, Samsung has its own thing. It's called... Um, Gear VR. Gear VR. There you go. Yeah. They are releasing like a virtual reality platform. It's called Daydream. And it's going to be built on top of Android N, mm -hmm. which, by the way, next release, right? Um, so it's not really like a competitor to HTC's v, uh, Vive or, or Oculus, really. It's kind of exactly what Gear VR is. But instead of being just for Samsung devices, uh, it's going to be built in into Android. And they have like this VR mode and where they have like basically your home screen in VR, yeah, which is weird. That, um, do, did you think that this screen looked like the Apple TV? I don't know why it did screen? for me. Like if you, if you use a little remote and uh -huh. like focus on one of the icons, you get like this kind of parallax icon similar to the Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like we have no clue on how to design UIs for VR. Yeah. That's, That's true. fascinating. But I mean, like we have no clue. So we are just trying. <laughs> we are just like doing what we know from. Do you think VR is going to be good for apps? Certain types of apps, sure. Like imagine that 
Well, first VR it needs to stop being so awkward. Like you have those glasses, <laughs> like headset, on the, and like you can't really be with someone else by your side. Mm. Like you need the whole room. Like darling, I need the whole room because uh, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> We're gonna need the room. <laughs> We're gonna go in VR. But sure, like apps like uh, imagine Instagram, but instead of just like a 2D photo, it's like Instagram but in 360. Ugh. So you put your VR. And you are just like in Instagram's feed. So I'm going to disagree on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think it can be cool. It can be very cool. I don't think... I I personally wouldn't enjoy it, I think. Because to me, and we have a a Vive in the office, or Vive, Mm. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, And I got the chance to play with it for a bit. And to me, hmm. like what works really well in VR is these experiences where you're entirely somewhere else and you can like devote a certain period of time to that. It's not like this quick, like I'm just going to go in, browse for five minutes and then go, go do something that's else, because, right? It, that's why I said that it needs to stop being awkward and so... But I don't use. think it'll ever stop being awkward. Um, well, so never say never. I, it feels to me like if people start trying to port apps to VR the same way that like the same concept of an app that you use on your phone, it feels like you're just shoehorning like an old paradigm into a new one. Whereas hmm. I feel like you should kind of try to reinvent what this new paradigm is. Um, but I think the, what we think as like, uh, functional apps, I don't know how to call that, like non-game apps, basically. Um, Mm. I think those are going to work way better with augmented reality, right? I don't know. I think it's Um, because that's, that's what you're talking about. Like where, where it becomes less awkward because you don't have this big thing in your face. Um, but Mm -hmm. I think the, that. VR in and of itself, you're like you're taken into a new world and a new experience. And personally, when I was um, in VR, like I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell time. I couldn't tell where I was. I couldn't like I was entirely not there. And I think mm-hmm. this should probably be the same forever for VR. Because that's the whole point, is that you're not there in the room. You're not focusing on the people around you. You're taken somewhere else. Um, so, but I'm, I'm very excited about um, Daydream. Because one of the like, biggest downsides to me of the current VR things is like you have to buy a PC like, and like, set it all up. And you have this big cord that's hanging around. Um, and it's expensive. And it's super expensive. Um, so I think having it work with your smartphone, if it works well at all, uh, is really cool. Um, I don't know how the re- like little remote thing works. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it can work as well as the Vive, uh, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah. well, from the demo, it worked pretty well. So it's a little remote, like an Apple TV remote right. thing. And like they they showcases like some games, so you would like 
wave around your remote and it's like a wand like a harry potter yeah. wand. oh yeah yeah so <laughs> or like one. a fishing rod and stuff stuff like that well but you know what i i kind i see where you're coming from but i disagree only in the long run like i think when it becomes so ubiquitous like it's so easy to go in vr and come back and it's not like oh i have to carry this headset and put it in my face and it's heavy and it's awkward and <laughs> it looks mm-hmm. silly uh i see i see the advantages it, like again i'm going back to that instagram example uh, have you tried um google street view thing in vr no yeah so i tried it like maybe a year ago when when the cardboard it, oh, okay, on cardboard yeah uh and by the way google they're updating some of the their apps yeah uh, to support vr like uh like google street view and youtube and a couple of others uh, google photos as well um so like i tried uh, google street view and it's pretty pretty awesome again you're not gonna be in street view for 20 minutes it's really just like put it put your cardboard or headset on and just like you know being placed like a, i'm in paris this looks awesome now i'm in somewhere now you know what and like with instagram photos that would be cool like seeing where my friends were when they take those awesome pictures of that awesome landscape at the top of the mountain. Like, it would be mm-hmm. cool to kind of be there in a way. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I've tried. I bought a... It, it was a VR headset. It's not a Gear VR. It's like one of those cheap knockoffs. Uh, it's from a local company that they, they are making those. Where you can just put your phone inside a little tray. And mm. like it acts as a headset. Uh, but uh, it's kind of like cardboard, but it's a headset, so right. you don't need your hands to use it. Uh, and I just I brought it back to the store because <laughs> it was like it was like sixty or eighty bucks or something like that. It was not like super right. expensive, like again Google Cardboard. So it was awkward, and so, but there are you still haven't very few apps. No, I have never tried Vive or if if you Oculus. know someone close to you that has a vibe like go and visit and try that i i was before trying it i was a bit skeptical i was like uh yeah i i can hear what everyone's saying but i couldn't really understand it and Mm -hmm. it's a really hard thing to explain because it's it's just like so much of it is about the feeling um Mm -hmm. But man, the vibe is so awesome. So I was I was playing this game, um, and it's kind of a zombie game kind of thing. Uh, oh, you're like standing still and have a gun? And yes. A bunch so of in coming. one hand, yeah, you have I a gun. In the other hand, you have a flashlight. And it's like pretty dark out. Uh, you can't see very well. Um, and then there's zombies that are coming at you. So you need to like point your flashlight to, in the right spot and shoot them. Um, and they're coming all around you and you can move around in this in the space and like pick up stuff on the ground and um so like i was like killing zombies um and like it's really well done like you can shoot them in the foot and like they start falling and stuff like that um so i started shooting them but i for a little while i stopped looking behind my back and i had one that snuck up behind me and holy mm-hmm. crap, <laughs> that was so scary. Um, but you know what? I turned around and I just punched it in the face 
and like that totally works it works right you don't have to wow. shoot it because it detects your your motion and it knows that it's close by to you uh, mm-hmm. so i could punch it like I, the whole experience is just like amazing Sounds I played cool. another game where you're like repairing a robot in the space in like 3D space. Um, Seen that, yeah. And after a while, once you like kind of repair the robot, um, the the tiles of the floor start falling down. And I kid you not, like I I just like walked back a little bit, like to make sure I didn't fall. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how like, real it feels. It's yeah. That's cool. It's unbelievable. It's so cool. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of let's play video videos on YouTube like PewDiePie and all. They're mm-hmm. pretty funny. Yeah. So I like I And you see you see people's faces, right? Like when they play VR. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's how you feel. <laughs> that the face that people make is a reflection of like how it's like to be in that experience. It's just incredible. So I'm planning, uh, like it's it's out of question for me to buy uh, an Oculus or a Vive, simply for the fact that first they're they're kind of expensive, yeah, and it would be like extra expensive because I would have to buy like a gaming PC, and yep. it's not like any PC would do, like no. a pretty powerful PC. So that's out of the question. So I plan on just getting the PSVR, mm-hmm. which is coming in October, and that's like way cheaper. It's like three hundred dollars, I think. Right. Um, and they already have like a bunch of exclusives. So that's like, I believe that the PSVR is, especially in gaming, it's the one that's probably going to go mainstream first, mm-hmm. just because it's it's more affordable and just if it's any good, it's, it's, I it's might thing. buy a PS4. You should. I don't bro. have one right now. I don't play a lot of video games, but because you don't have a PS4, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but like the VR experience is just worth it for me i i think that's something i would use um mm. and yeah i totally agree with you like if it wasn't already set up in the office i were <laughs> come and work at every day like i wouldn't buy one um <laughs> uh, right. it's yeah. super early days it's like gen one really um there's there's a few games but in the grand scheme of things not a lot and all the games, well, most of them are just like indie games. Yeah. It's not like EA is coming they're out with. They're very simple. It's like a one, like just one experience, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a 10, 20 minute yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so, but I, I'm really looking forward to these things that like move away from the PC and like having it be just an accessory and make it a thing like that I can just go buy at the store, put on my head and it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like a hat. it's, it's <laughs> really cool that Google is getting into that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So they're building that into Android, which is cool. Uh, I don't think we're going to see anything coming from Apple in that sense. Well, at least for now, not before the car. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, it makes me happy to see, more and more companies just like getting into the VR game, which is which is cool. Yeah. Oh man, we we went on a limb there. Uh, <laughs> VR is just that awesome. Getting back on track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about those two apps, the Halo and Duo. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I guess I can I can start with the duo first because it's the just the simplest to explain. Duo is like FaceTime, right? Yeah. And from people at the conference that were able to play with it, like uh, not just from the demos that I've seen, like people people actually with with the, the developer preview installed, they could play with it. Um, it seems that it's pretty pretty fast. Like it's the the image quality and just like quality in general, it's way better than FaceTime or Skype or even Google Hangout. So mm. that's a pretty big plus. Like it auto detects detects uh, your connection speeds and uh, according to to Google gracefully uh, deteriorates the image <laughs> which I found it was funny um, so it does that and if you switch like from 3G to Wi-Fi or something like that like you you have no stutter or anything like no lag mm, um, cool. so that's pretty cool and just I think the the only unique feature of it is if you have an Android device, um, so this is this won't work on on iOS, and you'll see why. Uh, if someone calls you, like a, makes a video call, um, you see like on your phone when it starts ringing, you see like a live feed of the, the video of, of, the, of the the person calling you. So you right. see them before answering the call, yeah. which is still one of the most awkward things when people FaceTime you. Uh, like it's one of the biggest reasons I don't FaceTime people more often because I don't know like if they are available to FaceTime. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a it's very personal. It kind of like gets in the way. Like for you to take a, a video call, you have to stop everything you're doing. Yeah. Like, and so wait, but how does this feature make it, makes it any better? So that way, for example, if someone calls you, uh, makes a FaceTime uh -huh. call for you thing rings uh -huh. you have no idea why that person is calling you what are they gonna do like why are you calling me right mm. so with this feature for example the, the the examples they've used is um like while you are calling your friend you can like show them where you are and like or wave and like pick up pick up like incentivize 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 i said the oculus <laughs> i don't know the word uh, like pull your friend to answer it and right. they've used another example like people um, the, with a camera pointed at a birthday cake right and when the person answers they start singing happy birthday stuff like that mm -hmm. right it, it's it, I thought it was a pretty neat and obvious thing to do which it's always the best things it's when it's obvious of course you should do that well to, to me it's not sense. even a feature really more than like an implementation detail <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, okay. Well, you sure. What's show the difference? Show the feed before the person answers. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's cool. Yeah. That that makes sense. It to is me. cool. I mean, oh. I can see a lot of scenarios in where that would be horrible. <laughs> uh, I see a lot of because UI makes makes it feel like it's recording. You know how um, I, for example, if I'm doing a hangout, it's recording mm -hmm. even if you haven't joined yet. Yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. like well, no, but what I'm what I'm talking about is imagine that you are on a business meeting and you have your phone sat on your on the table, and <laughs> someone starts calling you. Okay, and I didn't think this is shows where you, I was going. Yeah, shows your thing. All right, okay, got it. <laughs> you could literally butt dial someone. <laughs> got it. Right, so 
there are some pretty nasty things that come out of this. Uh, but I'm oh, sure yeah. like I didn't think maybe of you that. could say <laughs> just to just to accept calls from people on your contact list, maybe or just show that if people are on your contact yeah, list. Yeah, you mean that. <laughs> yeah, your friends are usually the worst. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good so point. there you go. Yeah. So that's it for Duo. Uh, the other app is called uh, Hello, Hello, and it's a messaging app. Uh, and it's it works with your phone number, so kind of like iMessage. So if you have it installed, you don't have to, like, you either text someone or hello them i guess so it's kind of like iMessage it works with your with your phone number and it is a lot like iMessage and but they have uh, of course a couple features pretty funny features there's this one tiny little thing which they call you can whisper or shout your message <laughs> yeah um, so you type in a message and you can tap the send button and it will just send a regular message or if you hold the send button and then slide it up or down uh, it will make the text go smaller or bigger. So bigger if you want to shout something and smaller if you want to whisper something. Which is one of those cute uh, UI things. Such a gimmick. <laughs> like. It is, man. But I, I like cute UI. I like these things. Uh, like, I don't know, Periscope's hearts. and uh, Yeah, those are nice. Facebook's reactions. I love that. UI. So this is a cool detail. Like most people will never use this, or use once yeah. or twice, and then that's it. it, it what it makes and me think of is in Messenger, if you tap and hold the thumbs up button, it yeah, grows. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I don't think I don't see myself ever using that. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another big feature that it has is, of course, it has Google's um. Uh, text recognition like natural language thing ai thing yeah so it will like read every uh message that is sent to you or any photo or any link and it will for example if someone sends me a picture of a dog like a german shepherd or something Mm -hmm. and google will automatically recognize like scan the image and it will know that on this photo there's a dog and he's a german shepherd and then they're going to give you like automated re- replies. Like instead of you typing the reply, yeah. which would be <laughs> That's awesome. horrible. Who I wants want that to on my watch. Talk? Yeah. Uh, it will say like a cool dog or cool German shepherd or whatever. Like it can do that for you. And supposedly it will kind of learn the way you reply and then adjust those messages. So it's not like one fits all kind of thing. It will supposedly adapt to the way you talk. So that's pretty cool. Of course, I have to see it in action, but um, it sounds cool. And lastly, uh, you will be able to message Google itself. So, for example, uh, if someone says sends you a message saying, hey, what about uh, Italian tonight? You can text Google, like, hey, give me like uh, Italian restaurants or something. And it will give you like links and reviews and YouTube videos and all those stuff. And all all of this will be embedded in the messaging app, so you don't have to switch apps. Like go quit your app, go to Google's app, do a search, copy the link, go back. Right. So it's everything. It's in the same conversation, right. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, that's 
pretty much it. Have you seen and, the, again, the, it's the tweet be saying that the, um, <laughs> the automatically generated answers were either sounded either like uh, over enthusiastic teen or very rude? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, but I think it, it's definitely like something that I trust Go that Google would get right. Mm -hmm. um exactly and yeah they've already been doing some really cool stuff with uh image recognition and stuff like that um so yeah again it seems like really cool things the only thing i'd say there is like did we really need yet another messaging app like couldn't this just be hangouts Yeah, I know. They are keeping Hangouts around, which is crazy, and all of those other messaging things. Like, they do have a native messaging app on Android, right? Yeah. And this is not replacing it, which is crazy. Like, why not? What's the point of using two and, different apps? Okay, so I, I've never used uh, Android full-time in my life. Uh, but mm. do you have one app for text messages, Hangouts, And this thing now? Yeah. <laughs> so you have three apps to send messages. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. And if you have like a, a Galaxy phone or whatever, there might be a chance. I'm actually, I, I don't know. There might be a chance that they have their yeah, you own. You get Samsung's SMS version app. and you get the, the Verizon <laughs> message app. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like you, I never use Android full time, but I know. At least, like every Android device that I've that I've played with it, like from my friend or something, uh, they all have like two photos app. You have like the photos app, and then have like the the I don't know Samsungs or whatever photos app. And then I guess now you have Google Photos as well. So it's oh, like it's God. crazy. It's is it's not great. So yeah, uh, like, reminds me of Windows. <laughs> And like you said, like if if I'm gonna trust a company to like get what I'm saying right and give me the right answers, it's Google. Yeah. Siri is a mess. <laughs> it's a complete mess. If Apple doesn't do like announce major, major, and I mean major improvements to Siri uh, uh, in June, I'm gonna kind of just like lose faith. I because <laughs> right now Siri, I don't use it. I just use like. Set up alarms, uh, reschedule some. Oh wow, you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> the what, um, what I use it for? I'll I'll tell you the only thing I use it for. Actually, there's two things. One okay. is setting a timer from my watch when mm -hmm. I'm cooking. Yeah, me too. Okay, me too. And the second thing is, you know, sometimes in in the morning, like you wake up before your your alarm, and like. Mm -hmm. What time is it? Where am I? Like, what is this? Uh, so I asked Siri, what is, what is the current time? And that's it. Oh. That's what I use it for. That's a, <laughs> I use it a lot for just setting up alarm clocks. Like, when I go to bed, I just say, hey, Siri, uh, set an alarm for 8 p.m. Mm. or something. Uh, p.m. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> 8 a.m. <laughs> uh, that's the like that. life, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever I want. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Google is the one. It's 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 amazing. I've seen like a MKBHD. Yeah. I said that name right. Um, just like giving you a very quick example of yeah. Again, another feature that we haven't talked about yet. 
um, they're doing a lot of improvements on um, Google Now thing, mm-hmm. and Has especially like following up. Assistant, or am I misunderstanding? I don't know, really. I don't know. I think the Google Assistant is like the technology behind it, and Google Now is like the feature, the a- app in a way. Okay. I think. Not All sure. Right. Um, so now, like, it can follow up on a conversation. So if you say, for example, um, who's the MVP of last game, whatever, mm. Warriors game or whatever, you'll say it's uh, X. And then you say, how tall is he? And it will say, so wait, well, by X MVP, is, uh, do you mean minimum viable product? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so you can say like who wrote uh, who doesn't like Instagram's new icon? It will say Eli Schiff, and it will say uh, <laughs> how old is Eli Schiff? And actually, I don't know stuff like that. So you can follow up on a conversation like on Flow, which is pretty great. And it's something that I remember Forstall uh, demoing Siri the first time we've seen Siri doing that. And no, that's not real. So yeah, well, following up on Google Now thing, they are also releasing. Um, Echo competitor. Uh, it's called Google Home. And it's this like little small speaker that you put around in your house. And it works like an Amazon Echo, pretty much. Uh, it has uh, integrations with third-party uh, software. So I know there's a Spotify integration and a couple others. So you can say, play the latest single of Red Hot Chili Peppers on Spotify. And we'll do that. And I guess the speaker is pretty good. Um, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a very, very small device. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, they show it next to a TV in their screenshots, mm-hmm. and it might not be the best size comparison. Because <laughs> I'll yeah, put a banana for scale. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll put a screenshot in the show notes, but it looks huge next to the TV. Because I guess they took a really small TV that, that they put next to this, or... I don't know what, but when someone's holding it in their hands, it looks way smaller than what they show. Yeah. The, the perception the I get is like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that, that is huge. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's actually well, really now you small. can't forget to put it in the show notes. Is it? It's smaller than the Echo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's not as tall. I don't know about like the overall mm-hmm. uh, volume of it. But yeah, it's pretty pretty small. You can hold it with one hand. It's like very, very it's pretty small. Either way, uh, I don't have an Echo because Amazon outside the US is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never play with it. But according to my Twitter uh, timeline, uh, Twitter stream, everyone's crazy about this. Yeah. Like it, supposedly it's really good. And I have no idea. Like the only experience that I have with this voice thing is Siri and that's a mess. So it's not a thing for me. Um, and you know what? Maybe this one, I don't know prices and I don't think they've announced prices yet. But uh, assuming that it's relatively cheap, like I don't know how much is an Echo. I'm thinking like 200 tops. I don't know. Uh, if it's cheap, I might get one. This looks, looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I would totally get one Mm -hmm. how much would you pay for this uh 250 maybe okay that's i think as high as i can go yeah 200 
Yeah, $199. I think but, that's well, around the amount that it's going to cost. Yeah. I can I can't see them charge more than that. Um, hey Siri, how much does an Amazon Echo cost? Looking. Okay, I found this on the web for how much is an classic Amazon Siri. Cost. Take a look. All right, Amazon Echo yeah. official site. Okay, so it's one seventy nine, US. See, yeah, yeah, cool. So. Honestly, that's pretty good price, I think. Like, that seems fair. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, hopefully, it integrates with some of the stuff I'm using. Uh, I, <laughs> If I do get one, I might have to switch away from Apple Music. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, well, Apple could uh, create an integration <laughs> for it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never do that. They'd rather put Siri on the Mac because that's that's what Siri needs, right? Be on the Mac. That's what it needs. Actually, I would love that to be honest. It, really? I'm always on my Mac. But I feel like, like if it I should w- just work first, no? <laughs> like especially music. I would let's just say like right. Uh, yeah. Hey Siri, play something. Then just go to iTunes, which is very enjoyable experience. <laughs> But Let me try this. How much does the Amazon Echo cost? According to Smart Home, if you would still like to have access to Amazon Prime Music after your free trial, you will have to become an Amazon Prime member, which costs ninety-nine United States dollars wow. per year. Well, okay, not great, man. <laughs> it's you were supposed to be the one. Oh, there's a there's one funny thing. Like uh, Gruber uh, posted about. Uh, the Google Home uh, and said, oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Like the recognition seems much better than Siri, blah, blah, blah. And then he posted an update saying, oh, well, it looks like Siri is as good as um, a Google Home at these queries. Mm-hmm. But to me personally, I wonder if there isn't someone that went in <laughs> and added these exact same <laughs> queries into Siri to make sure that if people try them to compare that Siri gets it right. Mm. Like that would not surprise me at all. Like if I worked yeah. there, that's what I would do. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. They would hire someone just to read. Yeah, it's like just follow just the like live stream fix. and add the Siri, the things to Siri. That seems like something you could do. Um, I bet that's someone's job. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Um, but yeah, very cool stuff. And again, that's the. Th- sort of things that I completely trust Google to get right. Um, so it'll yeah, be interesting to see how Amazon responds to that. Like they have to, like it, it feels like uh, the Echo had ha- has had a good head start, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like something that uh, Google couldn't like get past. I feel like because yeah, it's yeah, made I by Google... Like- they can like they'll get apps and they'll get integrations right away. And I don't I don't have like high hopes that Echo is gonna be like a lot better in a year. Right? It's like Well, I don't know. I don't know. Amazon still has a lot to do to surprise me and to win me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well when it comes to software and, and hardware especially I well, so the yeah. I like the, the hardware design of the Google Home. Google 
Yeah, they do have different bases, um, like like the speaker grill. Yeah. Um, so you have like a white or a dark, or you have this weird like Instagram gradient thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a purplish. Uh, so that's cool, I guess. I would get the white or black, probably white. Uh, is there there's a white speaker grill? Yeah, the 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 default one. Where do you see this? Because I, I see a light gray one. Well, sure. The, uh, yeah, that's the white one. Well, you got the, the top is white, the bottom is gray. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to set the record straight. <laughs> but yeah, uh, do we know if it's going to be available um, everywhere or just in the US like everything else? I don't know. All right. Okay, I'm at the home website. Uh no. no Enter your email and notify me see on the this, latest right? updates. By the way, every, I think everything announced at IO is not out yet. Right. And most of them don't have a release date yet. So moving on, um Android N, like a developer review has been out for a couple months now. Uh now, but now like the beta is out. <laughs> uh and not much new. Like I think it's a very boring release. Basically, it's smarter, it's faster, and it's better. I mean, smarter because of the Google Voice thing. It's faster because the, and it's better because it's <laughs> new. Well, it has the multitasking uh, the, stuff. It has the multitasking stuff and the other stuff, the uh, loading apps. Okay, let's go. It's like, with oh them. yeah, Google looks like you do care about multitasking. Doesn't seem like it from your iPad apps. <laughs> Right? <laughs> right. Maybe that's what they were they yeah. were working on for all these months. Yeah. So this is like old news, but yeah, the new release of Android N, you are you are going to be able to run multitasking, like run two apps at the same time, like on a screen at the same time, kind of like the iPad has, but it's going to be able to run on phones as well, not just tablets, Android in general. So that's pretty great. And from what I can tell, like every app will like support this automatically yeah. like the, you don't have to wait for a developer to add the functionality to mm -hmm. the app which is pretty great um an, an interesting thing the their tab switcher like the equivalent of like double pressing on the home button on ios like the where you can see all the apps yeah. running right uh famously uh apple shot itself on the foot when they released a multitasking tray and people started quitting their apps which is probably one of the things that drives me yeah mad, like the most because i kid you not like every single friend of mine I can't not say does anything this. <laughs> me neither like i i start this whole rant yeah, like, saying oh, there are data <laughs> I, i'm gonna have there's to do data this. backing this stop please stop like we need an intervention uh, but i've seen like like a friend of mine, like she's on the phone, she unlocks the phone, opens Instagram, and then scrolls through the feed, whatever, quits, like goes back to home, double taps, quits Instagram, opens Facebook, <laughs> scrolls, 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 <laughs> quits, uh, hard quits the app, and locks the phone. Like every single app, as soon as she hits the home button, she goes into multitasking and quits the app, which is crazy bananas. Yeah. And my my new argument against this is, it's actually, it can make the phone slower and use more battery. 
Um, I don't know if you That's heard about lie, this one. Though, no, no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> you can use this one. It's a powerful right, weapon. Okay. Because I'm it's listening. One thing is to say to your friends, "Listen, you are not saving battery." That's one thing. But if you say, "You know what? You can actually make it worse doing that." So here's a very good scenario. Uh, you you are on Facebook, and then you just uh, hit the home button, right? Mm. Facebook is going to the background and it's going to save a snapshot of the current state of the app. Like I'm here in the timeline. I have this images uh, stored in whatever, right? And it's going to save that ti- that snapshot, that timestamp, whatever, that state, and <laughs> it's going to freeze the app. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going to freeze the app. It's It's frozen. When you open it again, it's just going to go back to that state and unfreeze it whatever if you do like hard quit it it doesn't have a state anymore so the next time you open the app it's going to have to fetch every single new data Mm -hmm. from the ground up yeah and that's going to use more battery more data so there you go yeah (laughs) that's a good argument yeah not for every single app but anyway it's still i i'm sorry i I feel like it's still it would still be kind of a wash you know it still wouldn't do that much to your battery, good or bad. Yeah, sure. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, it's it's good to scare them. But overall, with that, overall, it makes the apps worse because if you you hard quit it, they are not going to have background refresh. I think that's what you want. I guess um, you are not going to get like notifications for a lot of stuff. Not every app, Wait, but what? most of them. No, you still yeah, get notifications. That can happen. Yeah, it depends on the type of notification, okay. but. If it's a hard push to the servers in the app, like it's it is fetching right. all the time, sure. Uh, if not, if it's like a local thing, mm-hmm. okay. Let me imagine. This is not a real scenario, <laughs> but imagine that you are, you have like logic, and you are like exporting something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hard quit it, it will not right, be able right, to right. tell yeah, you yeah. like when it's done, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, um, so this rouses me up. Going so, back yeah. to Android. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> their multitasking app switcher thing. Um, they are going to automatically remove apps from that list if you haven't opened them in a while, which is pretty genius in a way. <laughs> Isn't and that what I don't they think do they after are... a while? Or they stay there forever on iOS? I don't. I think the the list is very long, no, but I think they yeah, end up removing. Here's the them. thing. The difference is on iOS, that list of apps is not the list of apps actively running. Okay, and that's right. why there's this mis- well, misconception. That's why people quit it, because they think the apps are running. On iOS, that is a list of the le- the last used apps. But I mean, the apps are still to... running. Like, even if they w- were running, no. like people would still quit They're them. They're not running. You know? They are not running. An app has on a maximum, I think it's 10 minutes to do any kind of processing that they need to sure, do. Sure, but do you know and how after long that, it takes you have them to... right after they quit the app to, cl- to <laughs> force quit it? No, it this is like the worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case scenario, like not every app does it. Most of the apps, I would say like 90% of the apps, when you hit the home button, it freezes. Like it's not taking up resources. Um, so anyway. But it would, it would still show up. That's what I mean in the list, No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's the difference. On iOS, they will still show up. They are not running, but they but are they there. They should show on that up list. in Android too. 
like what if you're switching between three apps and like you just want to go back to that app that you've been in 15 minutes ago that app would be gone yeah, i don't know how that works i would assume they'll still be there yeah i don't know their criteria to leave right that's there. what i'm saying that's a good like question. i don't know because i i I know that they eventually get killed off and on iOS, they're going to be in the list regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good question. But, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird call. I feel like regardless, we should try to convince people not to force quit their apps and <laughs> maybe the system can make it harder for you to force quit your apps so that you don't know. Maybe you no. have to force touch. No, I think they should pull a Google... And I, I really think on iOS they should remove the some apps that you haven't used in a yeah, while. Yeah, like just sometimes it, it gets absurdly long. Yeah, this is not going to change the people that are doing this now. They're not going to change their behavior. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it'd be funny though if like when you after you force quit a bunch of apps the system pops you like a dialogue box. It's like, do you know that this is completely useless? <laughs> and like yes. every time you do it from that point on, you get the damn dialogue box. So it makes it harder and harder for you to, to do this. Yes. It's genius. All right. Let's, let's do Just that. Like, should, should, should I patent it before uh, it gets stolen? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Can we patent under layouts name? Just, you know. Hey, I get over this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if any of you listeners um, know Android or better than us, lawyers. believe me, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know how, how it does that multitasking thing, uh, I would actually love to know that. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things about um, the split screen UI thing about uh, Android mm-hmm. that is interesting. Um, so one, it's available for phones. And I yeah. would like to have this on iOS too. I, I like I'm using a six plus, and I could totally yeah. see places see, moments. Not. Sorry, I'm not running a plus. Right, but I can totally see moments when this would be so useful. Like, um, yeah, let's say I'm preparing the show notes, right, for this, and I'm like copying and pasting links. Mm-hmm. Doing it just on my phone is such a pain in the ass. I have to like jump back and forth between two different apps where if i could have both on one screen that'd be way better yeah no i agree i mean for the plus at least on on my success uh maybe on landscape only maybe uh, but it, it splits like upside down i i think you could have it on in both phones i guess i guess um Sure. So yeah, that's really cool. Show it to me. The second thing that's that's nice is, um, do you remember when they announced this? They they have this thing where every tab shows up as its own app, and I thought it was really weird at first. Um, But in the uh, when you're thinking about uh, split screen, it gets really cool because let's say you want to have two websites side by side, the system supports that. You can definitely have that. Mm. Um, yeah. I I don't know how it works though, because I I have maybe forty open tabs <laughs> on my phone in <laughs> Safari. So would I get like forty seriously apps? Like who knows? 
Why don't you just quit some of the app on the, the tabs? Oh my god. Dude, did we just have the discussion on why you shouldn't force quit your apps and now you're telling me to force quit my tabs? No, I mean <laughs> you should force just because wow. it's it's easier to manage. <laughs> I don't want to manage them. I w- I want Okay, I want my tabs to behave maybe I just want the Android way. <laughs> I want my tab to behave exactly as apps. I I want to mm-hmm. only s- want to switch between the like maybe three or four most recent tabs the other ones i don't care i'm not gonna go back through that list and scroll all the way to see which tab i was on okay like yeah i mean i quit my i close my tabs not because i think they are using resources right no i i i I know that but (laughs) of course i just like if i have like 10 i know i'm not using them so it's just like just you know, close it. Yeah. Just to be easier to switch tabs and all if I have like three or four. Uh yeah. So see I don't. I I feel like I shouldn't have to do work for my computer. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean it it's uh valid. And that's that's I mean, one of the reasons why I would love a desktop OS that is more similar to iOS. <laughs> so that I don't yeah. have to well, you know what Windows. the you know that the the iPad Pro scores better on Geekbench than the new MacBook one. Yeah, that's crazy. It is so... Uh, but <laughs> that also, it's like, yeah, in theory, it's faster than the MacBook one, but there's no any good apps that you want to run on this. So yeah, yeah of course. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, a computer is more powerful than tablets. It's not an argument. Yeah, no, no. to me, the... Again, like we've talked about this time and time again, but to yep. me, it's just that it's not ergonomic enough. Like I can't, I cannot work all day from an, an iPad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. let's yeah. not go back to that. But if I could, I probably would. Uh, I would if I could. <laughs> uh, all right. And speaking else? of tabs, the the last feature of the new Android thing, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, Android Wear. You, oh, I said where? Oh, oh, sorry. No, I think I misunderstood. Maybe I said where. Well, well of Android. <laughs> uh, is the ability to uh, open apps without downloading them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, stream apps in a way, which is, I think it's ingenious. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, well, it's not ingenious. But <laughs> so the examples that they gave on stage was, um you were um you made a google search on the browser on chrome mm. you search for i think it was a backpack or some thing or a t-shirt or whatever and on the search results you have uh like imagine imagine a shopify store right mm-hmm. let's let's imagine uh, and if you open the shopify um link imagine that shopify has an app for android but you kind of like you might even like the app, but you don't you don't want to install it because you don't even it off you don't use it that often. Right. So when you tap on that link, uh, it will know that you are opening from the Android device, and instead of uh, delivering you a web page, it will deliver like a stripped down version of the app hmm. already, like on that item that you just searched right, for. Right. Right. So it's all in that like you open the app, the whole experience, because usually if not always, the experience of a native app, it's usually way better than their website. Right. Um, so you can just like open the app 
and use it as you would normally and then it even uh, um supports uh, android pay i don't know if that's how yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's called um so you can use all of those native features as well, well you support it for and by then yay <laughs> yay plug and then when you hit the home button when you quit uh it will like remove the app it's not like you don't have the app mm. on your home screen it's just like it's stream yeah, yeah. version of it which is pretty, pretty cool because I do know a bunch of apps that I have on my phone just because I might want to mm-hmm. use it someday. Yeah. And they're just there. Wouldn't it be awesome just like when I need it, I just like go on a website and just like press it and I'm use it and then I done. So is that it be correct cool. to say that this is a little bit like um, the new linking system in iOS where you tap a link, let's say you tap a Twitter link and it opens up the twitter app instead but mm-hmm. taken even further where like you don't even have to have the app installed for that to, to happen that's exactly it yeah okay so do you like that feature on <laughs> ios that it does that when you tap twitter links i would like to have an option to don't open open the mm-hmm. app <laughs> sometimes it's uh, i want to go to the website so to me, uh, every time I do that, I'm reminded of how slow the Twitter app is to load. And maybe that's because I'm on an iPhone 6 and not a 6S. But boy, it takes like a couple, like I'd say two or three seconds or something like that. But that's a way too much. Like, I don't know. I should time yeah. it for real. But it's probably because, you know, the Twitter app is, is like 60 megs. And Tweetbot is like five. Like the app is very heavy. I also think, oh, wait, but it's, it's probably also because I never used the Twitter, the official Twitter app, right? So if I the, if that, the yeah. links did open in Twitter, uh, in Tweetbot, the app would already be uh, open. So it would open right away. So maybe that would be better. But. I guess. Sometimes I try to use the official Twitter app, uh, especially this, this week, because Tweetbot was having terrible bugs which by the way they are fixed mm-hmm. now the developer shipped an update but i was having like a lot of bugs on tweetbot so i considered using the official twitter app and every time i open it i have like while you were away <laughs> and like 100 tweets and and then my timeline is all messed up uh mm-hmm. like tweets from a week ago appear on my timeline stuff like that and right. i was like how the <laughs> hell am i supposed to use this and maybe it's because i open it not that often so maybe every time like twitter assumes that okay you want to read tweets from the last month or whatever that it has been since you opened the app so maybe that's why my timeline is all screwed up or maybe it's just the way it is it is screwed up (laughs) i don't know so yeah i I don't know about that to me it's just i need timeline sync (laughs) it's just out of the question i i can't use any app that doesn't support that so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh right. but yeah, those diplink things, especially like Yelp. I hate it when they, they send me to the Yelp app. Right. That's a mouthful. Yelp. So app. yeah. Um at least now you have the option to uninstall the app <laughs> if you don't want that behavior um to happen mm-hmm. on iOS. I I guess maybe they give you the option on Android. Um but yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to yeah. see like how long it takes to get to the content you're interested in. If it's as fast, I'm totally on board with this. If it's not, then mm-hmm. eh. 
I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, for me, it sounds like a good idea. I would like to try it. Okay, last thing announced, Android Wear. And to be honest, I don't have much to say because I I didn't see that part of the keynote. I just saw a couple of videos. Right. Have you um, seen they changed the UI? It's not all white anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And have you seen the on their um, guidelines, like the HIG, things that you shouldn't do? And oh, you mean the thing I tweeted about? Oh, it was you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can you explain this bit? The, the, the yeah. Um, so they have this awesome uh, guideline on the material design website. Uh, it's really fascinating to read, actually. Like, there's a lot of really good things in that um that website um so i would totally recommend everyone to check it out um but they have one section that is titled easy to tap <laughs> make sure your tap targets are well spaced and easy to tap avoid relying on a large amount of user input to use the app <laughs> the the do screen is just like a giant circle um with a car icon and in the don't section, it <laughs> shows a screen that is very similar to the the app screen of the Apple Watch, uh, where you see like yeah, a grid content. of a bunch of app icons. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> burn. It's funny that they say to don't use a lot of tappable elements, and then they introduce a keyboard for the goddamn <laughs> yeah. watch. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which is crazy. I mean, you are supposed to use that swipey thing feature. Um, that Android users love. Um, and you can also like write the letters like individually mm-hmm. and it auto scrolls. This guy. It's kind of nifty. Yeah. I like feature. the hand- handwriting one. So weird. Like I'm looking at the screenshot right now and you get maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, six characters on the screen <laughs> that you can type because things are so crammed in there and they blow up the the keyboard on the projector like this but when you see it on an actual device it's like holy crap like how can anyone type on this maybe the the recognition works amazingly well and if that's the case then kudos to them but maybe i mean i would like to try it just to yeah just out of curiosity but you know what? The most important announcement for the Android Wear 2, in my opinion, was that it's now like fully independent of a phone. Like mm-hmm. You don't need a phone. Yeah. You can download apps directly onto the watch uh, via, uh, via Wi-Fi, I guess. Uh, I don't think they, they have cellular. They have LTE or 3G. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's uh, the, the watch that they mode with um, has a SIM tray in it. Oh. So you can put a SIM card. By the way, it's huge. That that watch is yeah. huge. And they all look Damn. bad to me, at least. They don't look bad to me. They look awkward. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like it's it's an awkward size. Know, they, and, but they look the design doesn't look tasteful. You know? It seems very tacky. Well. Well. I don't know. Like you know how they had the Moto three sixty? That one was nice. Mm-hmm. But the ones they're demoing the with tire one? just look weird. Who made those? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I still think that making the screen round is a bad idea. Um, 
it may look good, but from a like practicality standpoint, really doesn't make sense. And the screen could really use a bit more pixels on each sides. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I think yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess I have uh, one recommendation oh. this week. That's <laughs> oh, okay. a bit of a weird one. Uh, but my recommendation this week is Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Man, that album's so good. So, so good. Have it on repeat since it came out. Oh, it's an album. I thought it was like a coloring no, book. No, not a color. Not a real, actual coloring book. No. Uh, That's a thing now, coloring books for adults. It's an album. Uh, you can listen oh, okay. to it on Apple Music. It's awesome. Uh, it's uh, the the guy, you know, um, Ultra Light Beam on Kanye West's album? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he sings on it, like the major part. Oh, cool. And yeah. basically... No, I know him. I was Basically, his of- album is the extension of Ultra Light Beam and has like... So many good songs. Uh, this is a guy's dream. Yeah. Yes. Love that song. All right. Uh, I will edit my playlist. I've seen it around Twitter. I was um, I was supposed to listen to it, but I... Honestly, for me, told. so far, it's my album of the year. Oh, yeah. There's been pretty good albums this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool albums. Like Kanye, Drake, Beyonce. Rihanna's not bad at all. Mm, yeah. Uh, James Blake. Okay, so I have a recommendation. Right. If, you, if you recommended cool. an album, Music I recommend oh, okay. uh, the new album from James Blake. It's called "The Color in Anything," and I don't know if you are familiar with James Blake. It's so this guy it's, just appeared. It's, it's for awesome. Me. Well, uh, sorry, I know one song from him, but like suddenly everyone's freaking out over uh, James Blake. Oh, what do you mean retrograde? Yeah name of the, the album that that album is awesome it's what like three years ago yeah old maybe i, I love uh yeah. is it is the song called retrograde the the one that everyone knows i know there's a song called i i think that's also the the name of the album not sure though um, but i can check i don't know apple music is being useless yeah okay yeah that song is really good um mm-hmm. cool all right uh i have uh, just before we go i have one last thing i wanted to say and that is that from next monday um, up to the end of June, I'm going to be in San Francisco. Oh. So if you are in San Francisco, even just if you live there or work there, or if you are going to WWDC uh, and you want to meet up, let's uh, grab some coffee and talk things, designs and things and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be around San Francisco. So if you want to say hi, uh, say hi. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Lucky man. All right. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait! Before we leave, we got mm. some reviews. Yes, we do. <laughs> so how could we miss this? I don't know. Well, iTunes dumb for that stuff. Um, so you have you have layout on iTunes, like you're the one. That yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the chosen and, one uh, that registered the, layout do you have, on iTunes, but they don't send you. <laughs> any report like there's no way for you to see anything right like if i mm-hmm. go to itunes connect and i click layout the only options i have is delete podcast or like remove like make it hidden so yeah there's really no way for for me to see all the reviews and 
to be able to see even see those reviews i have to go and manually change one country by country on on mm-hmm. the itunes page to see <laughs> what the reviews mm-hmm. are um so i'm really really sorry that <laughs> we didn't get to them before that um but so are you the big question is are you printing this yes and all right um so i haven't had the time to do it yet but i am gonna do something and i'm gonna post it on twitter um by the time the show airs i'll probably have something um and i will definitely print them we have quite a bit um there's there's four um so i'll try to print all four um but maybe this approach isn't going to scale to a lot more than that. Um, but I will definitely print them. Um, so, but I wanted to say thanks to Savage Ewok, uh, to Chris Fries, and Thomas Pritchard. His name is Adam. Sorry? His name is Adam. Savage Ewok is oh, Adam. Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he signs the... All right. Okay. Let's start over. Um, <laughs> so, huge thanks to Adam, Chris Fries, and Thomas Pritchard um for the us um reviews and Mm -hmm. we have one review from uh the the canada sorry um canada yes canada um from uh there's no name really uh so b-s-k-e-n-e 96 so thanks a lot um fellow Canadian um maybe we can uh, meet up uh, sometimes uh so yeah thanks a lot um and if you like the show uh you can go to iTunes and leave a review we will definitely give you a shout out um if you're nice in the review if you're not um we'll probably make fun of whatever you write on Twitter (laughs) um and yeah Thanks for <clears throat> listening this far. By the way, if you do leave a review when it's up, uh, give us a shout out on Twitter. Just because we have no way to get yes. notified oh, when there's new yeah. reviews. That's a good idea. So if you let us know on Twitter, that would be perfect. Uh, by the way, you missed one. There's one review from the UK. Oh, no, I missed it. From Kier UK. Um, by the way, other countries, I, I haven't had a chance to... <laughs> to look at so thanks everyone wait do you want to give a shout out to the uk person i already said it's kier uk oh K- i thought i thought you just said like we have a review from the uk <laughs> so far five star podcast pretty good Woo-hoo. thanks everyone we did yes. it all right all right see you next week okay man talk to you next week bye. all right bye